Welcome back to the Crime Corner Podcast. I am your host, Homasa. Thank you so much for tuning in, hitting play. And I'm so excited um, to be streaming through a new streaming format, you can say. Um, So yes, I'm going to be bringing you three cases, three mystery murder cases. Uh, This first one is William Stewart Adamson, born on April 11, 1958, and deceased December 16, 2001. He was a Scottish guitarist, vocalist, and songwriter. He was the co-founder, lead vocalist, and guitarist of rock, rock group Big Country, which rose to prominence in 1983. On his early life, um, he both of his parents were Scottish, and when he was four, his family moved to Fife and settled in a small mining town of Crossgates, about a mile to the east of, let me try and say this right, Dunfermline. Dunfermline. Okay. Here we go. Adamson founded Skits in 1977 when he was 18. Adamson and Simpson first recruited drummer Thomas Kellichan. They played as a trio around Dun... Here we go again with that word. (laughs) Don't judge me. Dunfermline and Edinburgh until meeting 16-year-old Richardson Richard Jobson. So now we go to his um, death. On November uh, 26, 2001, Adamson was reported missing by his wife, Melanie. At the time, the couple had been estranged for several weeks, and Melanie filed for divorce on the day he had disappeared. He had been due to face drunk driving charges in March of 2002, and had been ordered to attend Alcoholics, Alcoholics, <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, he had previously experienced problems related to alcoholism, and had resumed consuming alcohol after having been sober for over a decade. On the 16th of December 2001, he was found dead in a room that had been booked into the Best Western Plaza Hotel in Honolulu, in Hawaii. According to a local police report, he had committed suicide by hanging himself with an electrical cord from a pole in a wardrobe. A subsequent coroner's office report found that he had uh, he had a consumed a very strong amount of alcohol around the time of his death. His body was flown back to Scotland, where after a private funeral service at Dunfermline Crematorium in Fife, it was cremated. In the evening of December 27, 2001, a public memorial service was held to celebrate his life and career at Carnegie Hall, Dunfermline, attended by Richard Jobson and a crowd of several hundred mourners, including Adamson's family and friends and former members of Big Country. Messages of condolences were publicly read out, including one from U2's The Edge, stating that Adamson with Big Country had written the songs that he wished U2 could have written. Aww. That is so sad. Um, And his death came from suicide. So... Uh, 
there we have it um, Stuart Adamson um, that's so sad Here we go with our second story on this new podcast format. I'm going to try and say this correctly. Zhang Hongyi. Zhang Hongyi, also known as Steffi Zhang, was a female 25-year-old Chinese University of Canberra Communications student found murdered in her flat in Belcone, Australia in January 2005. The killing caused an uproar because the body was not discovered for seven months after the murder, which was said to have happened in June 2004. Police identified a suspect in the killing her boyfriend at the time. Zhang Long from the city of Dahlia, he flew to Shanghai, China shortly after the incident, where he was being held as of August 2005. No charge is being laid and China has not agreed to extradite him, although asked to by the Australian government after the killing, the University of Canberra introduced changes to their policy for international students and management. The federal government of Australia wants the Australian Capital Territory to cooperate with the Chinese investigation into the murder as written by a letter from John Howard to Chief Minister Stanhope in May 2005. Another request from Justice Minister Chris Ellison in June. The act government does not want to because it may mean Shang would face a firing squad in China if convicted. Right now in the investigation, on February 27, 2005, a warrant was issued in the ACT Magistrate's Court for Shang's arrest. He has not been charged with her murder. In the aftermath, the act liberal opposition wants the chief minister to use his Chinese contacts to bring Shang to justice. And like I said, the act government does not want to because it may mean Shang would face a firing squad in China if convicted. And convicted he will be if he is taken to China. He is guilty. He's a monster and he deserves to die if he killed Shang Hongji. Rest in peace. And we are here with our third story of the day. The murder of Jessica Lunsford. Jessica Marie Lunsford was born on October 6, 1995. She was an American nine-year-old girl from Homososa, Florida, who was murdered in February 2005. Lunsford was abducted from her home in the early morning of February 24, 2005 by John Cowie, a 46-year-old convicted sex offender who lived nearby. Cowie held her captive over the weekend during which she was raped and later murdered by being buried alive. That is horrible. The media extensively covered the investigation and trial of Koei. Lunsford's murder became a cause celebre that influenced the introduction of legislation in Florida known as Jessica's Law, designed to protect potential victims and reduce a sexual offender's ability to re-offend 
which has since influenced similar legislation in 42 other states. On August 24, 2005, a, just, a judge in Inverness, in Inver, Inverness, I'm so sorry, I'm so illiterate at the moment. Uh, oh, take two. How do you say this word? How do you say this word, Vixie? Vixie. Vixie. You guys are going to make fun of me after this. Inverness. Inverness. A judge in Inverness convicted Coey for the kidnapping, sexual battery, and first-degree murder of Lunsford and sentenced him to death. However, Coey died of natural causes in 2009 before his sentence could be carried out. That is so sad. Like I said, Jessica Lunsford disappeared in the night of February 24th, 2005 from her home in Homosassa, Florida. After, after approximately three weeks of intense searching for her, for her around the area of her home, John Avendier Cowie was arrested in, in Savannah, Georgia for an outstanding warrant of cannabis possession, but was released after questioning because it was only a local warrant. Koei was a 46-year-old time resident of Homosassa with an extensive criminal record listing dozens of arrests for burglary and was convicted and was a convicted child sex offender. Due to the laws at the time, Koei received only short sentences and was not monitored after release. The system failed again. The system keeps failing again with these sex offenders. <sighs> Despite his record of being an, an experienced trespasser and his repeated sexual offenses against children. On March 12th, Coley was arrested in Augusta, Georgia at the request of the Citrus County Sheriff's Office for questioning about Lunsford's disappearance due to his residence on West Snowbird Court in Homosassa only 65 yards from Lunsford's home, and his criminal record. Coey stated that he did not have anything to do with the girl's disappearance and had moved to Georgia to find a job, only knowing about it from the television news. He was released from police custody after being interviewed. On March 14, Coey's half-sister Dorothy Dixon gave permission to the police to search her trailer at West Snowbird Court in Homosassa. Cowie's, uh, Coey had lived at the West Snowbird Court residence with Dixon, her boyfriend Matt Dittrich, her daughter and son-in-law Maddie and Jean Seckard, and her two-year-old grandson Joshua. During the search, a blood-stained mattress and pillows were found in Coey's closet in his room. A forensic analysis discovered both Coey's and Lunsford DNA on the mattress. On March 17, Coey was arrested and charged with the murder of Jessica Lunford and transported to the Citrus County Jail in Florida. So Coey's confession on March 18, Coey made an audio recorded and videotaped confession to having kidnapped, raped, and murdered Lunsford. On March 19, police found Lunsford's body at the residence on West Snowbird Court in Homosassa buried in a plastic bag in a hole approximately two inches deep, two and a half 
inches deep and two inches circular covered with leaves. Lunsford's body was removed from the ground and transported to the coroner's office where it was recorded to have undergone moderated and severe decomposition. According to the public release autopsy reports, Lunsford had poked two fingers through the bags before suffocating to death and the fingers had skeletonized. The coroner ruled that the death would have happened even in best circumstances within two to three minutes from lack of oxygen. After the discovery of Lunsford's body at the residence, Dixon stated that a week earlier, she had given Coe money for a bus ticket and he had telephoned her to say he had moved to Savannah, Georgia. Additionally, Dixon and the other residents of the trailer claimed to have never seen Lunsford at the home or noticed anything strange from Coe's room, which had not been used since he was last there. On June 30, 2006, a judge ruled that Coe's confession was inadmissible in court because when it was recorded, police had not granted Coe's request for a lawyer, thereby rendering the confession invalid and unreliable under the Fifth and Sixth Amendment of the United States Constitution. Over Coe's objection, the trial court ruled that all evidence collected after the confession, including the recovery of Lunford's body, would be admitted, as would incriminating statements allegedly made by Coe to investigators and a jail guard. His conviction, the trial was moved to Miami after officials were unavailable to seat an impartial jury in Citrus County, where the trial was first scheduled to be held. On March 7, 2007, Coey was found guilty of all charges in relation to Lunsford's death, including first-degree murder, kidnapping, burglary with assault or battery upon any person, and capital sexually battery. The jury deliberated for four hours, tasked with rec recommending, recommending either life in prison without the possibility of parole or the death penalty, the only two possible sentences available under Florida law. A week later, after about one hour and 15 minutes of deliberation, a jury recommended Coey be put to death. The case was appealed to Florida Supreme Court. On August 11, 2007, a jury overseeing the Lansford case voted 10-2 to 2 that Coey be eligible for death sentence. The defense for Coey argued that he had suffered from lifetime of emotional abuse and had a below normal IQU, which I call BS, which would enable him to avoiding a death sentence under a 2002 Supreme Court ruling uh, pro prohibiting the execution of mental handicapped people. However, the most credible intelligence test rated Coey's IQ at 78, above the standard accepted level of mental retardation, which is 70. On August 24, 2007, Coey was sentenced to death in addition to three consecutive life sentences. However, on September 30, 2009, before the sentence could be carried, Coey died of natural causes. The aftermath. Following her death, her father, Mark Lunsford, pursued new, new legislations to provide more uh, string, stringent, stringent, I cannot speak today for the love of all the spirits. Stringent. Stringent. Thank you. Stringent. Tracking of release sex offenders. The Jessica Lunsford Law was named after her. It requires 
tighter restrictions on sex offenders, such as wearing electronic tracking devices, and increase prison sentences for some convicted sex offenders. Jessica's law refers to similar reforms acts initiated by other states. On February 19, 2018, three years to the day after the kidnapping and murder, Jessica's father was represented by Jacksonville, Florida lawyers in a pre-trial briefing filed against the Citrus County Sheriff's Office and the Florida Department of Law Enforcement after receiving notices of the pendant suit. Citrus County Sheriff Jeff Dossi stated that he believed the case to be baseless. There is only one person in the world that should be held responsible for Jessica's Lunsford death. And that's John Kiwi. That is correct. He is to be blamed. And I hope he is rotting in hell. Rest in peace, Jessica Marie Lunsford. Only nine years old. And with that, we have come down to the last story, guys. Once again, thank you so much for being a listener and hitting play. This was the Crime (laughs) Corner podcast coming at you through a new streaming format. Um, I will be back uh, sooner than soon. So with that said, please be safe out there. Look both ways before crossing the street. Lock your doors. And make sure to tune in next time. With that, thank you so much for hitting play. I am Homasa. Be safe, guys.